Let's talk summer festivities, whether it's celebrating graduations, jetting off on summer adventures, or dancing the night away at the epic end of summer wedding, Macy's has got you covered. Seriously, Macy's is like my summer savior. I have a fancy wedding on the horizon, so now I'm on the hunt for the perfect black tie dress, and you better believe Macy's is my first stop. I mean, with brands like DKNY and Michael Kors, it's a no-brainer. Macy's is the MVP of wedding season. And speaking of summer vibes, I'm already daydreaming about lazy days by the pool, Macy's is my go-to for all things poolside. Bathing suits that make you feel like a million bucks, beach towels to soak up the sun, and even floaties to keep the kids entertained. They've seriously got it all. So whether you're glamming up for a special occasion or stocking up for summer fun, shop at Macy's.com or in-store to find everything you need to make this summer unforgettable. Don't miss out. Shop at Macy's.com or in-store and let's make this summer one for the books. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Like, say I want to see what you're doing and who you're hanging with, and you're not posting about it on your story. I can just stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's weird. You do that? No, I don't do that. I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages and keep it between friends, and then use that money to buy something at a store with Apple Pay. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? Maybe. Services are provided by Green Dot Bank, member FDIC. Terms apply. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing that you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Scrubbing in with Becca Tilly and Tanya Rapp, an iHeartRadio and People's Choice Award nominated podcast. Good morning, everybody. It's still morning, officially. Um, Becca is not here today. We are sans Becca. However, (laughs) I am very excited because we have, from Ease the Rundown, my very own neighbor and friend, Aaron Lynn Scrubbing in with us today. Hey, what's up, you guys? And we are very blessed because Aaron has a very jam-packed day um, with like 500 jobs. And so <laughs> she managed to squeeze us in and we are very grateful. I have a lot of jobs. And you know what? I'm wearing um, cream-colored scrubs today in case you guys were wondering. You know, we used to wear scrubs <laughs> when we did this a lot. And we have since not done that in a very long time. You were trying to work sounds into that question with a sentence, weren't you? I could tell. <laughs> I was. Tanya is sans scrubs. I, I am full scrub. Yeah, I'm like, we need to bring that back. When we win the People's Choice Award again, 
We should all wear scrubs the next day. The I next like podcast. how you manifested that into existence Thank when so we much. win. I like that. Thank you so much. You know, Tanya's nominated, if you guys didn't know. So go vote <laughs> 10 <laughs> times today. Well, voting is over now. Just but, kidding. Do but. not vote. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, I work for the network who owns the E People's Choice Awards. And, um, you know, I knew that. I was just pop quizzing Tanya. Yeah. Who's nominated. Voting actually stopped last Friday. Right. I knew that. I was voting like 20 times a day. I know you were. Yeah. I also voted 20 times one day. <laughs> wow. For Tanya? Because you can't. For you Tanya. work for E. You can't, that seems You're, like a, a conflict of no, interest. No, I, I have a choice. Yeah. She has a people. <laughs> I have a voice and a choice and a right. Yeah. And I voted. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say I voted for Tanya I guess Red. that's fair. Like the president votes for president. So I exactly. guess anybody. Yeah, okay, fair enough. I voted for scrubbing in. Thank and you I'm so here today. much. Thank you. Well, we're excited to have you for many reasons. Um, one, I'd really like to like get to know you a little bit more because I know you well, but it's actually really cute. And I'm ha- really happy that you're here because everybody since. So, so Aaron moved into my apartment complex. Um, how many months ago? Like two and a half, three, two and a half, three. And we'd met, met each other a couple times because we've done e-shows together. So we've seen each other, but we've never really like been like friend friends. Yeah. So she moves in. I was like, Oh my gosh, I really only know Chike. And <laughs> and then so Aaron moves in and I'm super excited. And now I have like a friend in the building and it was so cute. And we went and we did yoga the other night together. And you came over the day after I got dumped. Oh my gosh. And like yeah. so we've like really like had some friendship moments. Yeah, and it's have. been cute. And people have been messaging me, being like, OMG, I ship this friendship. <laughs> How did you guys meet? Blah blah blah. So I'm really excited that you're here because now we can explore. Yay. Let's let's get into the real personal deep stuff right here, right now. Um, where do we start? I'd like to hear about the days following the breakup. Did you counsel her? Was she a mess? How was she doing? Well, okay. So even before this breakup, there was... Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. do, we, do we know about the other guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously. Okay, obviously. Well, you had come over. It was like during the Bachelorette oh, season. Yeah. And you came up to watch the Bachelorette and you were getting ready to um, meet... Doctor whoever. Doctor screen screen time. time. Doctor screen time. And he was going to be in town for like a week. Yeah. And then we were prepping for that, getting ready for that week. <laughs> and uh, I remember you had just gotten a call from a mutual friend and you're like, I do not know what's going to happen this week, but my friend was warning me about yeah. some stuff. I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to pray for you, Tanya. Yeah. Uh, and then that didn't work out after that week. Correct. Yeah. And then... You found the new guy, which I was there with you at a party the night before you met him or the night you met him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was on Dr. No, this was No Post Malone. Yes. (laughs) Yes. On this show, we call him Senior Butterfly. I know it's confusing. I know. So like the morning show, Ryan makes up a name for the morning show and then we make one up for the. Yeah, it is a little confusing. We should um, really be cohesive. Dr. Butterfly? Yeah, sure. Senior. Senior Butterfly. Senior Butterfly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I remember when you were about to meet Senior Butterfly and you're like, the hot guys hang out in, uh, can I say the city? Oh yeah, you can say In downtown LA. You're like, yeah, they hang out in downtown LA and then we're going to do the No Wives Club in downtown LA. (laughs) Then you got semi-wifed up and then the next thing I know, you're like with, um, what's his name? Butterfly? Yeah, Senor. Then you got with him and then it was going great and well and then literally the day before it ended, you're like, I'm not getting good vibes. (laughs) Oh yeah, you were there the day before. Yeah, she's like, I'm not getting good vibes about this. And um, I'm like, okay, Sonia, let's pray about it. Oh yeah, (laughs) and you literally came, oh, because you were borrowing my hammer. I was borrowing her hammer, you guys. We are true neighbor friends. Like, like, hey, you got a hammer, which by the way, I'll give it back to you later today. Thank you so much. Um, 
Yeah, and you're like, I haven't heard from him, weird stuff, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, let's pray about it. And then- You literally came into my kitchen, prayed for me. Yeah. And then you were like, bye. And I'm (laughs) like, bye, I gotta go hang some stuff now. And then you texted me that night. Yeah. Like, we broke up. And yeah, it was, she was- Broken. Yeah, it's weird. Naturally. It like wasn't a breakup because we were never, you know what I mean? So it wasn't a breakup, but it felt like that. But whenever to me. you have an emotional connection with someone totally. and you grow to know someone and then you are vulnerable with that person and you tell them things about your life and you share and then you're having this budding connection. And then when it just ends suddenly, when you're a couple months in, yeah. that's the most hurtful part. It's a rejection. Yeah. yeah, it is. No matter what. And it was like, it was interesting because I felt. I'd never dated a Christian guy before. And so that was like a whole nother element to it that made me so excited about it and him. So that was like even more of a slap in the face. Disappointment. Yeah, disappointment. Yeah, punch in the gut. Not slap in the face, but like punch in the gut. I was like, yeah. There was a physical pain involved, but it was more lower. It was more gut than face. Yeah, more gut than face Mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But, but yeah, I don't know. It's been weird because I, because, yeah, this minute you moved in, I was like, you're kind of like, she's bringing in some good mojo for me, I feel. Yeah, but then I feel like even though you've gone through some of these things where it's had like the highs and then like the lows suddenly, you've really handled this with grace. Because Tanya just doesn't stop being Tanya. She doesn't stop what she's doing to like worry about, oh my gosh, my heartbreak. I can't go to work. I can't go on with life. Tanya continues to come up, wake up at four in the morning and be on her show and then be on her podcast and then do, you know, guest hosting on other shows. And then you're still making your freaking egg cups and then you're still going to yoga and then you're doing Barry's boot camp. And then the girl is writing quotes on her thing on her Instagram. And then she's like still so motivational, and inspirational somehow. So like you've handled this with such grace and oh, I want to give you credit you. and like, thank you. To just like give you a big pat on the back and I'm going to give you a hug right after this because you are a rock star. You are the woman that, young girls should all be looking up to yeah i look up to you and there are people in this room looking at you right now who are like i look up to you yeah that means the the world because i think the thing it's like kind of scary to be super vulnerable about this kind of stuff but the amount of messages that i receive from girls that are like i've been so down like Mm -hmm. that people i think when you get rejected or when things you know don't go as planned like it can really you can internalize it and you're like you always go what's wrong with me what like why wasn't i enough and you kind of like take this look at you when it's really like it's not about that and you really just have to keep a hopeful heart and know that that person is like on their on their way you know yeah. it's like you kind of have to just like move forward yeah and and that's like the hardest thing to do because what, what do we always do we like all like think about the memories mm-hmm. and the you know you, you, when you think back on things you always think about the good stuff you don't think about the bad you know yeah so you like romanticize what you had when it's like it's in the past right gotta keep it gotta keep it moving mm-hmm. if it's for you it's for you it's for you it's for you uh, i also want to shout you out because Actually, can I put that? Can I post that ten-day journal prompt that you sent me in our in our scrubbing and Facebook group? Sure. Yeah, I don't think there's anything personal of mine that I there wasn't anything. Yeah, yeah. No. You should totally post that. So Erin sent me this like ten-day journal prompt that she did, and she sent it to me, and it was it's so good because it really puts you in just like a, a headspace of gratitude. Um, so there's like five steps, and you just do it every single day for ten days. You're already doing the seven weeks program. I mean, I'm. A she's got a worried. lot of programs yeah. on her hands, okay? Right <laughs> now, and that's why she's so great. <laughs> um, but you know what? I can handle it all. You okay. know, you just do each one for like 20 minutes. But and 
it all kind of really adds up because then I also got that Bible that you have. And I've been trying to read that for 20 minutes every day. So when, it really does add up. I'm you spending my like, your hands full. <laughs> Good thing she gets off work at like noon yeah. to do all this. Um, but um, I want to put that in the Facebook group because I think a lot of people could really benefit from that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it just shifted my whole mindset, outlook and perspective on who I am, who I want to become. And hopefully it did that for you. For sure. And I I want to like dive into that a little bit because I'm just I am really grateful that you came into my life because I do feel like even though it's been only a couple months, like I do feel really connected to you. And I feel like you always have a really good perspective on things. Um, How did like how did you get to where you, I mean, I know that's like a long winded story but kind of like how did you get to where you are because I mean you do you work at a you work at E and you do a a lot and you're a really good person so like how do you do all that so how did I like get to where I am in my career sure is that what you want to know yeah well I was born on um Mm -hmm. no we won't go that deep uh I always knew that I wanted to be in entertainment I grew up watching or listening to Kiss FM and Ryan Seacrest being one of my biggest inspirations. Juliana Rancic being one of my biggest role models. Um, So that is crazy to work alongside these people and to be in this same realm. Um, So yeah, grew up just being the ultimate ham, doing the morning announcements on the radio, (laughs) whatever. Uh, And then, so I studied broadcast journalism at Chapman and they had a really phenomenal television broadcast program, Dodge Film School. And then from there, I was going to go to a small local news market, as you do when you graduate from broadcast journalism school. I was literally going to go to Billings, Montana, and report on some hard news, some local hard news. And That's what everybody tells you. By the way, that's what everybody in the industry is like. You have to go to some random town before you can come to L.A. You have to get out of here. They say the same thing to me, too. And I respect that. And I was prepared to do that because I knew I had to cut my teeth somewhere. Leading up teeth. I've never heard that before. So, you know, you want these straight, refined teeth. You got to cut them. (laughs) Uh, So I... Six months leading up to my graduation from college, I went to go do a documentary in Singapore. Long story short, fall in love with Singapore, found out that it is the hub of English-speaking television within the Southeast Asia region. Therefore, that means I would not have to learn a different language if I moved to Singapore. So everyone was like, oh my gosh, you moved to Singapore. All the locals I would talk to, we're looking for people who are like you, American educated, you've got the look. I'm half Filipino, half Mexican, so I can relate to the Asian people out there. Um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I love this place. I'm going to go here. I want to be, uh, I want to grow and be a big fish in a small pond. And I'm just going to do this. And my parents were like, uh, no, you're mm-hmm. going to Montana. This sounds mm-hmm. crazy. Whatever. I ended after graduation. I convinced them I'm going, took my graduation money, $500 in my pocket, packed all my bags, left. I had a couple meetings that I took with people leading up to it. I like took a business trip, quote unquote, to go meet with people. And they're like, yeah, we could see you working here, but you got to move here. So I'm like, screw it. I'm moving here. Move there. Two weeks into living in Singapore. I book a show. I was on a random sitcom and I was the foreign exchange student on this sitcom. I didn't set out there to act. I wanted to host whatever. Did the show. I forgot about that. Yeah. So from there people started calling me. They're like, oh, you're a host. You you can do all these things. So I hosted like a kid's show, a travel show, a dating show, all a tech Singapore. show, all in Singapore wow. and throughout the region. Sometimes I'd go to Taiwan. Sometimes I'd go to the Philippines, Thailand, everywhere. 
And then um, while I'm doing this and I'm kind of like doing more and more shows, getting more press, a random producer from E-Asia sees me in like a magazine. He finds me, messages me on email and is like, hey, this is crazy, but um, like I saw that you uh, went to journalism school and we're looking for a new host for E-Asia. Want to come in for a test? Yeah, sure. Do it. We go back and forth for months. I don't think I get it. Finally, they come back around. Okay, we want you to be like a host reporter, whatever. And I'm like, okay, great. Like, this is exactly what I want to do. They're like, can you produce, write your own questions, all that stuff. Sure. It ended up being so heavy handed in the producing where I was overseeing edits. I was balancing budgets. I was transferring footage. I was doing all this crazy stuff and I wasn't on camera at all. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm out and you're not paying me well. And so then I went to uh, my producer. I'm like, I'm gone. He's like, no, you're my right hand man. You're so good. This is your dream. He's like, let me talk to some people. So he talks to the like one of the executives and the executive brings me in. He's like, Aaron, this is a global brand. Your dream is to one day be on E in America. Think about that. I'm like, you're right. He's like, all right, we're going to send you out on your first on air shoot. You'll be on camera and you're going to you're going to go interview the director of this random movie. I'm like, great. Oh, no, no, no. They sent me to the Philippines. So like you're going to go interview these Filipino stars. And I, had no, I know nothing about them. I'm like, OK, I'm going to study them like the, the biggest stars in the world. I have I kill this shoot. I'm on a red carpet. They're like, how do you know me so well? Mm. I was like, you're the biggest thing ever. <laughs> Did a really great job on that red carpet. So they sent me to all these other things. Whatever. While all of this is happening. E in LA, they're looking for new host correspondents. I go to LA randomly to visit my family. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to email the international team and ask if I could take a tour of the studio, meet whoever's there, Juliana at the time, Jason, whoever. They're like, yeah, come in. Actually, let's shoot an E Asia special direct from Hollywood. As I'm shooting this, the talent and casting people are watching me from some live feed randomly. And they're like, uh, they email me. They're like, hey, we just saw you in LA. We didn't get to meet you. Let's jump on a call. Blah, blah, blah. They, I'm on a plane the next couple months later because they, they sent me a contract. They're like, we're looking for a new 360 host reporter. Can you move to, back to California? Uh, yeah, I'm on my way. <laughs> on my way. Your parents it's, must have been really excited. So excited because, you know, it's hard living out there on your own. I'm 20 something years old, I'm really young. Yeah, how long Nine thousand were you miles, there? Two years. Mm. Wow. Yeah, so I was out there for two years. How and, often were you able to come home and see your family? Um, Like once every eight months-ish. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I went home like two times during that time, pretty much. Yeah, and then my my parents had visited a ta- one or two times, and they, they would like break up their visits. And then right, right, right. A couple friends visited. It was a cool, awesome place to live. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, I just, I knew I had to get experience in, and instead of doing the traditional route of just going to a local news market. I was like, I'm going to go far away on the other side of the world. And it was so worth it. And two years later, I'm like literally at my dream network, doing my dream job. And I'm just, every day I'm kind of like, wow, this is a little, this is pretty surreal. That is wild. Yeah. And like one time, like Ryan Seacrest had to say my name or maybe a couple (laughs) times. And also um, like, yeah, working alongside Juliana, I 
cried the day she's like, all right, and then we're going to head it up to the newsroom where Aaron Lim is going to be talking about whatever. I cried that day. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I just had that moment at the Emmys. And I feel like I've like known Julie. I mean, we've known Juliana because we'd had E or our um, studio was in the E building for years. So I've like, we've seen her walk the halls. Sure. We, she's come in here. Mm-hmm. And then at the Emmys when she was like, hey, we have Justin and Tanya Rad. How are I was like, this is wild right like wild yeah and it's not really when you're doing it that you're freaking out it's when you watch it back and you think about it or you say it out loud to someone like oh yeah juliana just said my name see this is like, the difference oh! between you, you're like professional and you can hold it together i on the other hand was like wow this is cool <laughs> <laughs> i try to keep a poker face tanya i, I know let them good. know i know what I'm i doing. know it's good it's good i wish i had more of that because i i don't um that is so rad I love that story. And now here you. So how long have you been at E? For four and a half years in mm-hmm. L.A. So you were at E when we were at E, right? Uh, yeah. Briefly. I was briefly. there like the year or six months leading up to the move or something like oh, that. Oh, God. It's so brief. Yeah. What's your dream? Well, if you could be doing anything in 10 years, what would it be? Oh, good question. Oh, my Thanks. gosh. Um, I always said that I want to be the female Anthony Bourdain. Oh, wow. Travel the world in search of incredible stories and telling human stories. And um, yeah, I feel like that's the ultimate entertainment. I love being the surrogate for an audience. But I also like, (laughs) this is so weird, but um, being like a morning talk show host like Kelly Ripa. She's also one of Mm. my other big inspirations. So For sure. I don't know. You know, I think wherever I get to do fun exhilarating things and talk to real people and share their stories i love doing that yeah it's interesting because i think a lot of uh when people ask that question like where do you see yourself in five years where do you see yourself in 10 years a lot of it comes into play for me with like my faith because Mm -hmm. you can kind of think like oh this is what i would like to be doing but like if you asked me 10 years ago what i'd be doing now i would probably say i'm gonna have three children Mm -hmm. be living in phoenix arizona yeah keeping it songs like i don't even know you know what i mean like it's actually really wild so it's like we can kind of think what we want to do but like ultimately there's a bigger decider out there who's gonna like guide our path well i was curious because aaron dreamed of e from a very young age and she accomplished that goal at a very young age so i wonder when when you do that what what next goal slides in on top of it i know that's why it's kind of like that dream always scared me. I always thought, okay, E would be the pinnacle of my career. I'll be well into 10 years of it. And um, yeah, that'll be the ultimate goal. But who knows if I'll actually get there. Mm-hmm. And being here, yeah, it kind of freaks me out. But I always say like, if your dreams don't scare you, if they're not big, en- they're not big enough. Your yeah. dreams don't scare you. They're not big enough. So right now, like even saying out loud, oh, I want to be the next female Anthony Bourdain or like be like a Kelly Ripa. That scares me saying it out loud because then that's a lot of pressure and people are like, oh, you never did it. But if I don't say it, if I don't speak into existence, if I don't dream about it, then yeah, it won't happen. Yeah. And I think there's a lot. I think I think sometimes um, we can almost trip ourselves up to like dream bigger, you know, like we can always be like, well, that seems I'll never be able to do that. Yeah, you know? people like to keep it realistic and practical. Yeah. And I don't really do that when it comes to my dreams. Totally. Yeah. I'm going to win a Grammy one, one year. Win a Grammy. Hey, Tanya. Just uh, take a couple singing lessons and you're on your way, girl. You know, I could do background. I thought it was more of a songwriting thing you wanted. Totally, to do. totally. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I want to okay. like, yeah, yeah I don't like want to like Julia Michaels. Yes. Like, I think the ultimate dream would be like to do a song with Julia Michaels. And then like, I could just be like, like in the background, so it's yeah. like my vocals right. are on Just it, but it's not do the really. audio t- auto tune. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like, be more involved in like the writing of it. Yeah. Okay.
Because then I can be on the Grammy board. Oh. Wow. Possibilities are endless. Endless. She's got dreams and I like them. Um, Okay. Well, uh, speaking of, you know, finding jobs. Hiring, can, thank Good you so much. Yes. Hiring can be a challenge. Um, and as Codable co founder Gretchen Hebner discovered, Gretchen needed to hire a game artist for her education tech company, and she knew that it wouldn't be easy to find someone to grow her team. So that's why she went to ziprecruiter.com because ziprecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you, it finds them. For you, its technology um, identifies people with the right experience and invites them to apply to your job. So you get qualified candidates fast. Gretchen posted her job on ZipRecruiter and said that she was impressed with how quickly she found qualified applicants. She also used ZipRecruiter's screening questions to filter her candidates so that so that she could focus on the best ones. And that's how Gretchen found a new game artist in less than two weeks. The lesson here: dream big. Dream there big. you go, Dream baby. Big. Put it out there. You'll get the best candidate for your job or the best job you could imagine through ZipRecruiter.com. That's right. And with results like that, it's no wonder four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. That is 24 hours, people. So see why ZipRecruiter is effective for businesses of all sizes. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Becca. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash B-E-C-C-A. ZipRecruiter.com slash Becca. Again, that's the smartest way to hire. ZipRecruiter.com slash Becca. Becca. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. 
Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Rakuten is a rewarding way to shop and save because members earn cash back on everything that they buy. Rakuten is a shopping platform that partners with over 3,500 stores across every category like beauty, clothing, electronics, pets, and more. You're already shopping at your favorite stores like Macy's, Best Buy, Petco, so why not be saving while doing it? It's a no-brainer. Rakuten is the easiest and smartest way to find the best deals and savings. And every time I visit Rakuten.com, I'm always shocked by the thousands of brands that are featured. Me too. Did you know that Ticketmaster is one of those brands? So next time you're trying to see your favorite artist live, you can earn cash back when buying tickets with Rakuten. And the best part, membership is free and it's easy to sign up. Plus, cashback rates change daily so you can keep checking to find the best deal. The stores pay Rakuten a commission for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the commission with its members. You can get paid via check or PayPal quarterly. Rakuten has 17 million members who are already saving, and their members have earned over $4.6 billion in cashback. Start all your shopping at Rakuten.com or get the Rakuten app to start saving today. Your cashback really adds up. Thank you. And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, that's right. Aaron Lim is still here. Hi. Oh, wow. Excuse me. Whoa. Did you take a run outside too? I did. And yeah. Let me tell you, it is not safe. <laughs> I know. I've been yakking the last 30 minutes. I We've been having some gnarly fires here in um, Southern California. Yeah. And I decided to go for a nice hour-long run outside. Mm. And I came back and was like, hmm. Did more harm, didn't it? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. But in her defense, you couldn't really smell it. No. Yeah. It's just very humid, hot, and muggy out there. Yeah. So. I have a question for Aaron. Go. And I don't know if I'm allowed to ask this. Go oh. for it. We'll just edit it out if it's too me. much. Uh, what your current relationship situation. Is there one? Oh, there's one and only one. There is one. Yeah. I actually just saw him, by the way. Oh, oh you did? Yeah. Was he leaving this morning? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to ask you, as uh-huh. a related topic to what we talked about earlier with um, Senior Butterfly, and we didn't really get into the reasons why, and we don't need to get into the reasons why, but I was going to ask you if you have found that guys can be intimidated by your career, because things are going great, you're on TV all the time, you're always busy, you're always out with people, meeting people, going mm. to these parties and red carpets and everything. That can be intimidating for a guy who doesn't have as much going on. Have you found that to be the case? Not in this current relationship, but Tanya and I had this conversation a little while back where, yeah, there was a guy who I dated a couple years ago who was intimidated and we were the same exact age and he was like, you know what, you've got your life all together and I just feel inadequate mm-hmm. and I need to figure out what I even want to do with my life. And you seem so on the path of, you know, exactly what it is you want. And I think I just need to exit this relationship now. Yeah. But how so, did that make you feel? I mean, I was really sad because I thought, you know, we were having such a good time and luckily it was early on in the relationship, 
but it didn't make me feel for one second that I needed to pull back who who I am or mm-hmm. be somehow, quote unquote, less intimidating because I don't feel like I'm intimidating at all. Even though my career is on the right track and I have this great trajectory, I feel like in my relationship, I don't make anyone feel inferior to me if they aren't in this industry or if they don't have this crazy path that I have um yeah so in this current relationship I'm with someone who's very set and secure and confident in what he does he's a graphic designer he works he doesn't work in this industry he's somewhat adjacent to it he's sometimes we love an adjacent we love an adjacent I love I love an adjacent for you yeah you know like he has to deal with celebrity sometimes Mm -hmm. but this is like not his thing and when I do have to go to an event he's the type that doesn't need to go and he doesn't feel bad if he can't go and in fact he's like you do your thing you do you I'm really cool just you know doing my own work and hanging out with my friends or whatever and yeah it's like a really good balance to have that because I've been in you know I've been in a relationship that was both of us uh, are in the public eye and you know we have to deal with those things and sometimes that gets to be too much so it's nice to like have oh this fun life in the entertainment world and then yeah, have a really stable relationship that is not dependent on all of this stuff. That is a good thing because it can be very, it can cause insecurity. When you're dressed to the nines and you're heading out, you're going to be interviewing the most gorgeous actors in Hollywood, The Rock, mm-hmm. for example, who I was reading about you having a moment with The <laughs> yes. Rock. Yes, I mean, Love that can be very intimidating because yeah. he's sitting at home playing video games, whatever he's doing. Uh-huh. I'm not The Rock. She's out there hobnobbing with The Rock. Yeah, and you know what? My boyfriend wow. loves The Rock. <laughs> and I'm like, babe, I was just with The Rock. And, you know, I come back with like some crazy extravagant dress and he's like in his sweatpants. He's like, yeah, tell me about it. Did you ask him about The Rock Bottom and like if he's ever coming back to WWE? And I'm like, babe, no. We talked about his muscles. And he's like, all right, whatever. Like he just, he doesn't get insecure. And, and that's, that's a awesome. thing too because it's like, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, it could be very, especially if you've come from, if you've been cheated on in the past, I feel like dating somebody that's like always out meeting people, like that could be really like scary. Oh, like, I've dated someone who's very insecure about every single male that I've interviewed. And that was hard because then I couldn't really share my excitement. Yeah. And I felt like, oh, I had to really pull back what I share. Like, oh, you know, because a lot of my interviews are kind of flirty and fun and but we ultimately have a great interview and it never crosses the line. Right. But, you know, I've been with people who are like, oh, did you, did he get your number? How was that? And I'm <gasps> that like, oh my gosh. And not once has Joshua ever been like, so did he get your number? Did he hit on you? Whatever. Like he's just actually interested. How did it, how did it go? Was it fun? And he's so supportive. And yeah, so it's, it's really awesome to have someone who's um, not in the spotlight, doesn't desire it. And it really fully supports my job. Because that's like the we were actually talking about this a couple podcasts ago about like I'm the type of girl where I'll just put all my eggs in one basket. Like I'm not the like, here's three baskets, three eggs for you, four eggs for you, (laughs) one egg for you. Like my eggs are in your basket. And that's like almost to a fault. Like I am loyal to a like to a T. So when I'm dating you, like I've only got eyes for you. You're not doing the rotational dating. No, like I'm not. That's not me. We talked about that on Daily Pop today. People are promoting rotational dating. Is that like burners, like one of the front No, burner, it's like when you're dating a couple people within the early stages of dating someone. I can't even do, like, yeah. that's what you're supposed to do, and I can't even do that. <laughs> I go on one date, and I'm like, so, are we like a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Tanya, you can't let that, this is what but Carissa was saying. But I don't care, that's who I am. Like, maybe you have to lead them to believe that they're only an option. They're, they're not the number one choice yet. They're not the selection, but they're one of your options, and that you're a little too busy for them. 
No, no, no. Make them chase a little. I know. Chase is good. She's Chase... bad at that part. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you, know, you want to hang out Friday? Sure. I got Friday wide open. <laughs> you got to be like, well, you know, see, I have a dinner planned with Jason, but don't tell him who Jason is. Jason could be your best friend or your brother or your cousin. Oh, right. Brad. I use Brad for a lot Brad, of things. There you go. But then they look at your Instagram and they say, clearly, it's not Brad. Don't use Brad. <sighs> I can't lie either. It's really. And she's it's not really a game tough... player. She can't play games. No, it's really an inner turmoil that mm-hmm. I have to deal with mm-hmm. on a constant. You need to get basis. a dog named Walter or something. <laughs> get out with Walter. <laughs> yeah, but it, it it's funny because um, I've actually I kind of go back and forth with this because and I I've been talking to my pastor um, about it a lot. Shout out Peter Duvall, I love you. Um, I sometimes when things don't work out with the, somebody that I'm dating, I always question. I'm like, is is my job hindering me from being in love and like ultimately finding that person? Because I do share a lot about my personal life, but I feel like what I share is my personal perspective of it and kind of like what I'm experiencing or how I'm feeling about things. It's never really intimate details about the other person. And I feel like I've gotten a lot better at that. Don't you think? I mean, Mark's like known me for 10, almost 10 years now. Yeah. In the beginning, I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's has. <laughs> I cannot he's, even say He's it, got but... a mole under his left. Uh... Flange, you know, <laughs> like whatever. I would just share a lot of intimate details. And I feel like oh, I've gotten gosh. a lot better but about the, that. The, the, again, the challenge there is her being an overshare her has been very positive for her career. <laughs> so then it's that where, where does that line get drawn so but it's it's so I, I like but then I always go back to um my pastor tells me he goes what your career is such like a god thing like the way that you ended up where you did and how you did he's like it is such a god thing you're you are like it's a almost essentially what you do is a form of ministry in a weird way no it is in 2019 and he's like I don't think you should never question anything about your job and what you're doing and your career path because you're on it for a purpose. And the person that you're going to share your life with is going to not only love that, but be a teammate and be a partner and, and going to be a leader as well. And like, you guys are going to lead each other and it's going to be this like beautiful thing. And it's almost like it takes an outsider looking in to kind of shake me a little bit when I'm having those moments because I'm human and like, yeah, I, I wake up every day and I have a positive perspective and I try and look at things with like the opposite, not, not why is this happening to me, but, but what is this teaching me? Like, what is this, what is this happening for? You know, yeah. like a, I just try and flip the perspective, but I do have those moments where I do get, you know, sad and you question things and you're like, oh. I don't think your career will ever hinder your relationship unless you're like, oh, sorry, I can't go out um, because I need to work 24 hours of the day or you can't like go and meet people or make that effort. But I think that your pastor is right. Like you're going to be running towards whatever your goal is and you are going to look to your left one day and you're going to see someone running in that same exact direction and meet you exactly where you're at. Yeah. And it's going to work out that way. I mean, at least that's how I found like my current relationship. Like I was running towards my career, but I was also in pursuit of just God and working on my faith and working on myself and trying to figure that whole thing. And I found someone running that race right next to me. And he was like in pursuit of his faith in God first. And then he found like me right next to him. And so, yeah, I think that we weren't even talking about our career. You know, it wasn't even like that came secondary. Like we met each other as people first 
And then it was like, oh, yeah, what do you do, by the way? And then, yeah. So wow. it's going to work out for you. Tanya is reading a book called Calling in the One. Seven it's, weeks to attract the love of your life. It's, I've heard about this. Uh, I think uh, a couple people I know are reading this. Who's reading it? Nobody in this room will no, admit okay. to it. Well, no one else will admit to it. it. No raising their hand. I, is it embarrassing to be reading it? I don't think so, but I feel like I've seen a couple people on um, my Instagram, like stories I've gone through where they're like, I'm also reading this. It is. <laughs> Have, has he come yet? Is he called? Has no, he called I'm in? Like seven in like, weeks. Seven, oh, seven weeks. What week are we in? I'm barely scratching day nine. Oh. <laughs> or I think okay. I'm at 10. I'm less, so every day is a lesson. But she's on a 14 week plan for the seven weeks. Yeah, yeah. So you're supposed to do one lesson a day for 49 days. That's like the, it's a workbook, but they don't want you to do more than one lesson a day because they really want you to like be in it. Yeah. And I'm realizing it is so good. Like some of them are obviously like, you know, not as good as others, but then <laughs> like, I don't, sure. it's like, write what you're thankful for and write it as it's happening. You know what I mean? It's like, whatever. But some of them are like, just a couple days ago, it said, list off all the people that you hold resentment to in your life. Mm. So you list them all off. Then the next, the tier two of that is write them a letter of why you resent them. And then at the end of that letter, say, like, release it. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to like maybe fill up a page. Oh, my hand was flowing. <laughs> and it's like, because they want you to go back. So it's not even just like people that I've dated. It's like people in my professional world that have, I resent people in my, like in your family that you resent, like people um, that you went to, like I wrote something to a, a guy that I went on one date with and I still was like, you messed me up so bad. I have it right here. Oh, wow. If you wouldn't mind reading it because you did, you did. Oh, yeah. Okay. You have the letter to the guy yeah. right here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell, yeah. The, tell the story first. Okay, so I went on this date with this guy from Match.com, and we'd been talking for about like two weeks, and we finally decided to like meet up and get a drink. And so this is my first time actually physically like seeing him, you know, because you match on whatever. So he comes and he picks me up at my apartment. We literally get to like three street signs down, and... Um, we were supposed to go out for drinks on Friday, but he needed to bump it to like a Wednesday or whatever because he had a wedding. And I was like, oh, where's your wedding? And he said, oh, it's in Laguna Beach. And I said, oh my gosh, my roommate is in a wedding in Laguna Beach this weekend. That's so crazy. And he goes, who's your roommate? And I said her name. And he literally stops the car, turns the corner, drops me back off at my apartment. And he just says, I'm so sorry. I can't take you out on this date. It's just too close for home. And I'm like, stewing in my head I'm like did you guys used to date like what's like uh, like literally he gave me no information so I literally get out of the car and I just start what'd you say to him as you got out of the car anything yeah off you did yeah oh yeah I was like pissed good I was pissed can you believe that I sure will okay (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah I get out but then I just start bawling because as a woman or maybe not as a woman I shouldn't generalize as a Tanya, my first in, in like instinct is he got one look at me and was like, you don't look like you look like in your photo. I'm out. So I took his rejection completely on a physical level and it was dark. Like I went really dark. Wow. Yeah. Did you ever find out why he? Oh, I was like calling my roommate. I was like, why do you tell me you dated this guy? And she was like, he was her. He was her best friend's cousin. 
and they never dated. But apparently he's like a total weirdo. I don't know. Jeez. Oh my but so just, an, it's, it's sad that you went there. Just, yeah. just hearing that story, it sounds like it had nothing to do with you Not at all. But this is the world we live in. It is. And also like I'd spent like an hour curling my hair mm-hmm. and putting my makeup on and like getting ready. And like to me, it, let's say you don't want to date somebody because they're too close to home. You go, you take them, you get a glass of wine and then you're like, peace out. You it tell was stories nice. about the people you know exactly. together. It was nice to meet you. Like you don't turn the corner and drop me off 15 minutes after I left my house. I literally was so dark that night. Like it was like so sad. Yeah, so I'd be pissed. Anyways, this was years ago. So I'm writing this like, I'm like, I'm going to write one to match.com. I literally don't even remember his name anymore. That's how like little I remember. So anyways, here it is. <clears throat> Dear match.com man, whose name I've actually genuinely forgotten at this point, but clearly still holding a scar that you left. I resent you for making me so wildly insecure upon meeting you. You made me insecure about myself physically in a way that I've never experienced before. My interaction with you was brief, and I le- but it left a nasty scar, a scar that I want to release from my body at this very moment. I know that even though I had no control over how you chose to deal with the situation, I had complete control over my reaction to it. I am in control over my thoughts that I have about my body and my appearance, and from my experience with you, I learned to be the only person who holds that card. I vow to not let other people hurt me because of their shortcomings. Oh, what a letter. I know. And this was just a one. Like, this is one of 12. <laughs> okay, but do you feel free? Yes. Yep. It feels so good. Yeah, because you know what it is? It's when, when someone hurts you, they go on with their life. Totally. They go on. It's you who needs to forgive them. Yeah. And when you forgive someone, you're literally releasing yourself from the prison that you put yourself in. Somebody said maturity is uh, accepting the apology that you never received. Mm, sure. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of what this entire practice was for me because each one of those people, I never, well, maybe like a few, a few of them had like apologized for what they had done to me, but I'd say the majority of them didn't. And it was kind of like, ooh. Like, I think it's like, what I don't know if this is only less than 10. I don't want to know what's in the 40s. Well, I don't know what's coming to me, but <laughs> it's really like gearing me up for something good. Wow, I'm so excited for the one who's being called right now. <laughs> Where are you? And when you meet him, we're just going to call him the one. Yeah, we are going to call him the one. Right now she calls him Red Starburst. But yeah, the Red one. Starburst. Yeah, because they're so rare and delicious when you get them. <laughs> you know, it's not really the original idea behind Red Starburst. It was basically because pe- people were finding out who I was dating based on like the clues we were giving about him. Like, cause I like d- minimal, minimal, nothing clues. And the fans of this show would figure out who it is and start. And they would like DM him and Inundating stuff. his DM. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Which- maybe you don't talk about him for the first three months, okay? <laughs> well, like, for, date for three issue. months, please. <laughs> but I love you guys so much. I love you guys no, so no, no, much. No, we're, Tanya's not going to tell you anything about who she's dating until she's well into month three no. of the relationship. So I'm setting why... that rule right now. I don't but... care how this podcast is run. I'm changing it. <laughs> so that's why Red Starburst, because it's like, if we just call him that, then they'll know nothing about it. But him. we call them Senior Butterfly, knew nothing else about it, but they found him. Only a few people, though. He was the one, we kept that one pretty good. Yeah, but there was just the slightest breadcrumb got out there, and boy, they <laughs> what jumped What was the breadcrumb that... Um, it was a video. Uh, but, uh, no, no, no. It was, it was the, it was the Sierra. It was that I met him at a wedding, and then the Sierra thing, and somehow they connected. Oh, is that what it was? Mm-hmm. Here's the new rule: you're not allowed to follow him on Instagram. I didn't. I didn't. Oh my. That's God. a new thing, yeah. <laughs> because of this, you can't follow these guys anymore. Because they look at the most recent guy she's followed, and yeah. boom, they got him. That's how they found Doctor W. Because <laughs> I said he was a, he was an actual doctor, so they just went to who I was following, and there's like one hot doctor that I was following. <laughs> I'm like very smart. If ever I if ever I feel that somebody's being cheated on, 
a friend of mine was being cheated on and I we like I called a private detective. <laughs> I'm like I'm gonna tell I'm gonna ask the scrubbers to like figure it out for you me. Should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, next time you date a hot doctor, you should immediately follow like 50 hot doctors. Yeah. And then they'll be thrown off. Oh my gosh. Remember when someone tried to set you up with someone who you didn't even know and I barely knew? And they're like, oh, this person would be great for Tanya. Who was it? Um, my f- A random girl who texted me. Remember? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Merce. <laughs> a Merce. A Merce. Trying to set Tanya up with a Merce. Yeah. I don't think he's the one, though. You don't. Because yeah, you're not like, nearly done with the, the workbook, and it would be too <laughs> soon for him. I texted Aaron back, and I was like, how well do you know this girl? Because I feel um, I need a little bit more. one of my friends from high school who messaged feel me. Feel distant. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Feel distant. Oh. She listens, by the way. Oh. <laughs> Well, we love you, and I love that you're trying to set me up. Thank you so much. That is so kind. <laughs> I don't love the new thing you're doing with the microphone. Oh, you don't like that? No, I don't love it. It's so fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's cupping the microphone. What's her name? Nilu. Nilu, your mm-hmm. friend? Mm-hmm. We love you, Nilu. Thank Shout you for out. scrubbing in. Um, we need to talk about the gift that you have given yourself as watching Grey's Anatomy with virgin eyes. Oh, my gosh. Virgin eyes. What season are you on? Uh, Four. <laughs> would I have 10 more to go? Slow clap. <laughs> I have a lot to go. I don't think I'm ever going to get to Jesse oh, Williams. Oh, come on. Not with that attitude. Not with that it. attitude. <laughs> Jesse's on it, right? Jesse Williams? Wait, who am I thinking? Yeah, of? Jesse Williams. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. is he? That <laughs> 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 <My> is sick. <laughs> she is so sick. She is not well. Um, so what's yes. going on right now in Grey's Anatomy in your world? I think, um, okay, I don't know any of their names because, you know, I watch it. Sometimes when I'm falling asleep. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Is, you don't know any of their names. Mick Dreamy's ex wife, Mrs. X McDreamy. What's her Addison name? Addison Montgomery. <laughs> she's in LA and um, she's uh, trying to rebound. And uh, This is not the level <laughs> you know what? of the Please do not ask me my recap on <laughs> McDreamy's ex wife, like Addison, Addison, like the coolest yeah, gyno in America. So fine, too. She's so beautiful. She's beautiful. Um, yeah, and then, you know, McSteamy, the other one, he's like uh, trying to get back on that train. And then um, <laughs> uh, Meredith is crying. Sure. And, um, the one. Name. The really cute one who was just on this podcast. O'Malley. O'Malley. Cheating on his wife. Oh, yeah. With Catherine Heigl. Izzy Stevens. Izzy. <laughs> Izzy. You know, it's sad. Is, What's sad is, is almost everyone you just mentioned is dead. Oh, wait, show. what? Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. the good thing is I like know Dark. all these things over the years because you just like see it and Twitter right. sucks. And so <laughs> like I know, okay, pretty much a lot of the hot ones have died. But, you know, I'm waiting to get to that part. I have no idea how they've died. Have so. you been through Danny Duquette yet? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Danny Duquette? Okay. Okay. Thank you. Why? That's what was the famous That's what I was looking for. Yeah, that reaction right there. You're not giving it to oh, me. my gosh. Yeah. So, Beck and I actually did an interview with the amazingly talented Brooke. Lidget Wood. I needed Mark for that because for some reason... Her last name is just bespoke on me. Like, I cannot get it out. Also, that's not the correct use of the term the right bespoke. Word. Yeah, do you know what bespoke is? <laughs> bespoke is when something is custom made for oh, you. Oh, yeah, that's why it's in my head. <laughs> I hear Like, I'm words. wearing a bespoke shirt that someone took my measurements and they know exactly what I'm wearing. That's why it's in my head. I hear a word somewhere. I heard it in that Mia Fields thing, and then I just start using it. Wait, do you know what sans means? 
Without. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I am i don't even say I it believe right. it is Sam's and not Sam's. And also she tried perclempt for a week, but it was it's actually perclempt. We had... Um, that's what it. was the other one you were using incorrectly a couple of times? I'll come up with it. Okay. But anyways, um, we did this interview with Brooke, and she's fantastic. So we want to have you guys listen to that, and then we'll be right back after that with Aaron Lim. Recluse. Recluse. <laughs> Do you not know recluse? No. <laughs> I'm a recluse. Like... You're using it as a verb, right? Yeah, like, she was using it as a verb. Yeah, I feel yeah. I'm going recluse. to recluse myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my Here's Brooke. God. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash giftfinder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross. You'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. I feel like therapy, in all seriousness, it wasn't something I ever knew I needed until I started doing it and I realized how much of an impact it had on my entire life. I think the thing with therapy that's so good is I think that everybody has an ego. We all think that our way is the right way and it's the only way when in reality there is no right or wrong way. And I think therapy really opened me up to that. Like I'm playing therapist in some of my relationships. 
That's right. <laughs> that's that's right. how that's how much therapy has helped me. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited for your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash scrubbing today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash scrubbing. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. And, uh, oh. <laughs> is it too loud? It, just, it, was, it was just a little unexpected, but I feel yeah, I'm good. It's great. Volume. Okay. You got it good? Is, yeah. I'm just going to hold these for comfort. She grabbed a pair of scissors for comfort. Just in case I need to defend myself from another sound effect coming. Okay, cool. Um, if you hear that beautiful, lovely accent voice, we have a very special guest in today. Tanya, you want to say the last name? <laughs> Don't make me do it. I've been like practicing all morning before you got here and I'm like sans sleep. So I'm like in a weird, like my tongue just can't yeah. do it. So I'm going to let you do okay. the honors. We have Brooke Ledgerwood. <laughs> Yay! Yay! Uh, your stage name is Brooke Frazier. Is that, do you still well, go, but how does that no. work? So, so, okay. My name is Brooke. I was born in New Zealand um, to two parents, a mother and a father, and their last name was Fraser. So that was my name. <laughs> you're born, your given name. That's my given name. Um, and then I, when I was 18 years old, I signed with Sony and I had a five of them doing Sony. So I'm, I'm trying to get this out really fast. Yeah, yeah. So, so I had a mainstream career as Brooke Fraser. And then, but at the same time, I became part of our church, Hillsong Church, started worship leading, writing, part of the team. Um, and then as soon as I got married, I... Got, took my married name, Brooke Lidgerwood, and so Brooke Fraser and Brooke Lidgerwood coexisted. Two different things, same person. Yeah. So my name is Brooke Lidgerwood, and for the purposes of Hillsong Worship, my name is Brooke Lidgerwood, and legal purposes. And yeah, so Brooke Fraser refers to kind of my mainstream area of my life. Yeah. Well, wow. that's what I, I, I mean, I know you from it's Hillsong. too complex. But I know you life. from your, um, your, like, that mainstream stuff. albums yeah. that's very cool yeah it's really cool yeah. and i feel like growing up like when I, i'm from the south and so yeah. like like being in the church and worship music and your music was mainstream but knowing that you came from a church worship background mm -hmm. made it feel like 
it was also it could be worship music totally (laughs) i wanted to make it into worship music. there's those songs that are like on the radio now that people from church will be like that's totally a worship song (laughs) and it's like miguel adorn you i'm like (laughs) i'm gonna say maybe no but like i like where where but i feel like a lot of love songs you can you can say it's i mean like Christ is about love, so you can yeah. make anything you want. Yeah. You I mean, and make... that's, I mean, that's what worship songs are. Mm-hmm. They love songs. Yeah, you know, and you can make in a, a different rap direction song into a Christian song if you want. Yeah, you know? let's let's try. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Baby of any rap songs got right. back in West Philadelphia. No, that's not gonna. Isn't that crazy? Like, I feel like that's got to be such a uh, a cool feeling to know that, like, whenever I'm going, like, even not when I'm going through something, I wake up every morning and I start my day with worship music. Mm-hmm. And it puts me in like the best headspace that I need to be in for that day. And even when I am going through things in life and like I'm really having a tough time, like I'll turn on like Hillsong worship and I'll just listen and I'll sing. And it just like it has this it it almost has like a it brings over this like ease onto my body. Mm -hmm. Is it so powerful when you're like performing and singing and and writing these songs? Like, how does that feel to make that for people? Yeah. Because you're kind of a vessel. Um, Yeah, I guess it's bifold because, you know, I mean, and that's one of the interesting things with with worship music and with worship leading, because I guess, you know, it's it looks like a thing that everyone in the world is used to seeing, which is people Mm -hmm. on a stage making music. But the the kind of inner um, inner mechanisms of it are very different because we're not we're not performing, as it were. So I remember even the other night I was leading somewhere and someone afterwards was so sweet but they said it's really it's it's so nice to see how much you enjoy your gift and I in a gracious way hopefully um kind of corrected them a little bit like I'm like let's make a little adjustment I'm not I'm not enjoying my gift I'm using my gift Mm -hmm. but I'm enjoying God Mm -hmm. like that's that's the enjoyable part you know so I think with 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 worship leading with worship music what we're actually trying to do is engage people's senses um through music and through art and direct those towards God so it's almost like we're getting your attention so that we can direct and divert your attention away from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so totally. it's a different dynamic. Yeah. It's so awesome. <laughs> I love, I watch a lot of YouTube. Like I listen to music and watch a lot of videos and sometimes I'll put on the Hillsong, you know, and it's just like worship videos mm-hmm. and you're so captivating. Like I know that it's not, it's like you give all the credit to God, but you really are like so gifted and people are so like you're very captivating to listen to you're very captivating to watch like it feels very um there's like a sense of peace that you bring mm. in like just watching That's you nice. yeah <laughs> and it's really cool because I mean that world is like I don't I think creating music and art and everything there rather whether it's in the church or outside of the church there's a lot that goes into it. And I imagine that it's stressful. You don't know if people are going to react or like it, just like anyone creating music or art. And with your, your platform, it's like people use this music for healing. And yeah. To, yeah, I remember Tanya was texting me saying she was like having anxiety about something. I was like, just put on worship music because it does that. Yeah, And so I almost feel like there is, I, I, I'm curious, is there like this pressure of, this is my, I'm held accountable at this level mm-hmm. and people are, you know, I'm here to be a vessel mm-hmm. and I'm making this music. Yeah. People can be very critical, yeah. especially with social media. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'm do you sure feel that, yeah. a sense of pressure within this world? Um, I don't, yes and no, no, but mainly no. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's not, it's not as much a sense of pressure as a sense of responsibility, especially when you're, um, 
when you're giving people words that you know they're going to use to communicate with mm-hmm. God themselves. So you don't want to say anything um, flippant uh-huh. or um, you're, you're really aware of that responsibility, you know, and the yeah. privilege that it is to do that, to become, um, to, to, to serve someone with something that might be a tool for them to connect with God in their own lives. That's crazy. That's a crazy responsibility. So we don't take that lightly at all. But then, and then at the same time, it's like, um, where I'm really grateful that it's not when it comes to worship it's not a human thing Mm -hmm. and so it's not um, so we do our best and we bring our finest but then God is the one who's going to inhabit those songs and take them into people's lives and meet with people in their bedrooms and in mm-hmm. their cars or wherever they're listening. Like that's so. So we're kind of really trying to just go. Okay, God, like who who is it you're wanting to reach with this, and what can we do to partner with you and what and what you're going to do? So um, it's it's good that we don't have to be God. Yeah. <laughs> we just do our part, you know, and yeah. then we release it. Yeah, we release it to Him, and He does the rest. Yeah, because there are like there's certain songs that like I really connect with. Mm-hmm. Like you're like. That is me. Yeah. <laughs> what a like, beautiful name. Oh, yes. I love what it is. Me. <laughs> like, truly. I and mean, it's yeah. just like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's really powerful because like we get a lot of emails and we get a lot of messages from scrubbing in listeners and people, the podcast that just kind of say like, yeah, what, what do you guys do when you're like feeling anxious or what do you do um, to kind of get your days straight and right? And it kind of, for me, a lot of it goes back to worship music. Mm, yeah, it's. I mean, it is such a powerful thing. And um, I was doing an interview the other day, and someone asked me, you know, what if you could try and sum up the album in in one word that isn't the title? The title's awake, but they were like, what would it be? Like, what's something that the, a feeling or a theme that undergirds mm. like this record? And I said to them, um, and I hadn't thought about it before, but it it kind of came to me straight away, and it was like invitation. Like, I hope that when people put on this music, they know that they're invited. Yeah, you know, that they feel invited into the presence of God, because mm-hmm. that's the truth. Is that actually that's what we were all made for? Yeah, and um, and that is the most safe and free and healing and peaceful place you can be in the presence of God. And so, um, and so I hope and pray that when people put on worship music and and hopefully put on our worship music in this new project, that they feel welcome because that's the truth. That everyone is welcome yeah. and everyone is invited. If you don't feel invited, let me tell you right now, you're invited. Yeah. You know, so 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 come on in and, and invite God into your life, even if that's something that you've never done before, um, and and see what could happen. Yeah. Yeah. When you were doing mainstream music, mm-hmm. were there a lot of um, Christians who were like, what are you doing? Why is this? Why are you going in this path that's yeah. not involved with the church? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's, um, you know, when when God asks you to do something or call you into something, it's not always going to be understood by everyone. Mm-hmm. And that's actually OK. I don't mm-hmm. think that it's our job to PR our obedience. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? We just have to get along with it and do it. So yeah. good. <laughs> like, um, and it and and so it, you know, because for me, I started so young. I was eighteen when I signed to Sony Music. So that stuff was going on before I got involved in our church, which I think made it in some ways easier. Right. But at the same time, there was always that misunderstanding, and I think. Um, and I think that's okay. It's actually okay to be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And I think the growth... It's so okay it's actually to okay. be misunderstood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think the freedom comes, you know, but it was so, I was so young for me. So I had to, I was immature. I had to grow on that and grow and, just, and get free with being mm-hmm. misunderstood and go, okay, like my job is not to be defensive or to try and defend myself or mm-hmm. like do all this stuff, but just to, to put my head down and get on with what God has told me to do. And the, and the Bible talks about like a, a good tree bears good fruit like if 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 I'm doing the right thing then the tree's going to bear good fruit and the fruit will speak for itself but I don't need to PR it right. I just need to get on with it and do it and, right. and 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 kind of time will tell yeah 
That's really good because I I was on um, Lauren Daigle's Instagram and she did an interview and she's I guess kind of mainstream. I mean she she's Christian, Christian, but she's playing on mainstream radio and some I like she's on Sirius and stuff on mainstream. And I was looking, she did this interview and posted like a clip on her Instagram and I was reading the comments and it was like, you didn't mention God one time. And I was thinking she's reaching so many people, like what you're doing is reaching so many people without you having to say God in every other word, yeah. you know? I think it's like, um, I think people as humans, we're really comfortable with boxes. So we oh, want to yeah. say, so we try to put everything even in get box. me started on the boxes. <laughs> you know, so, are we married? Are yeah. we single? Are yeah. we divorced? Are yes. we widowed? Why yeah. do you care? Yeah. I'm going to the doctor. Yeah. And so I think that sometimes we like to put, we, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Because we're comfortable with that. So we like to define things that way. And I think that the thing about the gospel, that um, that it takes maturity and, and, and growth to actually step into the freedom of going, all of life is ministry. Not just when I'm talking about this particular thing, but you know what? Like for me, I'm a mom. I have two kids. Like when I'm wiping my daughter's butt, like that's... <laughs> That's actually still ministry. I'm yeah. serving people. Like it doesn't it doesn't look just like this tiny box that you say it looks like. You know but, what's um, yeah. one of our uh, I don't even know he's not a campus pastor, but I consider him my pastor. But his name's Peter Duvall. Oh my gosh, I love from Zoe and yeah. he and and Chad actually they always tell me they're like what you do professionally is a form of ministry. Absolutely, whatever that is. Because people are watching you and yeah. like live your life the way that you, and I was like, mm-hmm. whoa, yeah. that's like very profound. And mm-hmm. I've never thought of it yeah. that way, but it's like opening up a, a different way of thinking than people are used to. Like even last night when we were at that event um, at the Macy's mm-hmm. for your launch um, of your clothing line, this girl came up to me and she whispered in my ear and she was like, I just want you to know because of listening to your podcast, um, I haven't slept with my boyfriend Wow. Because I'd never wanted to do, I didn't want to do that, but I never had the courage to say it. Wow. Wow. That's what that girl was saying to me in my ear that I like started yeah. crying. Wow. And it's like, you don't realize you're like, mm-hmm. is this thing on? Yeah. <laughs> the people, it actually really affects them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we got there from boxes, but. But it's true. Teach, if you're a teacher, if you're a high school teacher, a kindergarten teacher, think about that. Like I think about, you know, a couple teachers when I was growing up that had an impact mm-hmm. on me. Yeah. Like, and you think like. The, this thing only works if all of us are being who we're called to be wherever we're at. If there's teachers and accountants and 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 janitors and baristas mm-hmm. and and airport baggage handlers who yeah. who are who are seeing their everyday life like as ministry and not in a religious constricted specifically defined way but in an offering way and in a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in a way of freedom because that's what God calls us into and when you're free it, it calls out other pe- the freedom other people to, to, to step into their own freedom as yeah. well in Christ yeah nuts wait go ahead I was going to just ask just backtrack really fast because you did say because you, you have children you got married when did you meet your husband I met him actually the first night I was ever in Sydney, Australia in 2004, 15 years ago. Was it love yeah. at first sight? 100%. It was? No, no. no. It was not. It was <laughs> she absolutely not. She said 100% no. Oh, 100%, 100% not. I was like, oh. You know, this is a true story. I feel like people don't believe me when I say this. So I, so I was in Sydney to, my first record was out in New Zealand, and Brooke Fraser, mainstream stuff. And I was in Sydney to do like a showcase for the label. And a couple of the guys in my band knew some guys out in Sydney. They turned out to be from Hillsong Church. So uh-huh. we went out to a barbecue out there. And at the time, now I didn't grow up in a, like very affluent family. So I got signed and then people started to give me free stuff. I was like, oh, yeah. I love this free stuff. But one of the companies who sponsored me was Puma, like the athletic brand. Oh, yeah. Now I'm the least 
coordinated athletic person ever, but I was like, freeze the dog. Thank you, Boomer. And so I was wearing these terrible, terrible Puma shoes, which were like half, like mid-calf, like boxing boots with like oh. black and white and gold, like terrible. Mm. So I, I went along to this barbecue out in Sydney first night and um, and my husband happened to be at that barbecue and he came up to me because he's a like extroverted, friendly guy and just made very general observations about my shoes. None of them were complimentary. It was like, <laughs> oh, those are very interesting shoes. I haven't seen any like that before. <laughs> and, um, and, then, and then I was like, oh, no, they're not in the stores yet. And I was like, oh, he goes, well, how do you have them? And I'm like, oh, I'm sponsored by Puma. And he's like, oh, why? What do you do? And then I suddenly had to think quickly because I hate talking. I hated talking about what I did and kind of still am awkward about it. Um, and so I had to think on my feet. And I said, oh, I'm actually um, a kickboxer and I'm in Australia for my first international amateur tournament. And he completely believed me. He was like, you look like quite feminine to be a kickboxer. I was like, you know, I think it's important to have a balance. And, da, 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 da. and then he ended up coming to the label showcase that I was doing like the next night or whatever. And his friend brought him along. He didn't know what he was coming to. And then I walked on the stage and he said, oh, she's a kickboxer and a singer. Wow. And then I heard that he said that. I was like, we're going to be best friends. <laughs> and then we were just really good friends. And then he fell in love with me. I was in love with him. We couldn't hang out. And then I realized I couldn't live without him. Then we started dating. Then we fell in love. And then we got married. And now we've been married for almost 12 years. So it was like a slow burn. Yeah, it was definitely. Yeah. Wait, so how long were y'all best friends before he told you he had feelings for you? Three years. Oh, oh my God. God. That's a lot of friendship It was a lot, yeah. <laughs> so then, so then know, when it clicked over, it really clicked over. We were like, okay. It's interesting because I don't have guy friends. Yeah, let's work on that. Let's talk about that. Oh. oh. Johnny, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny's in the room. He stood Johnny, up. Johnny, you're a friend that is a man, but like I went, like I have, okay, I have guys that are friends, like that I'm friendly with. Yeah. Like I, we went to like Chad's birthday. Yes. Like I have guys that are friends, but I yeah. wouldn't say like any of my best friends that I like go to for like my innermost thoughts yeah. and feelings. Yeah. There's not one man. Yeah. Was your husband like that for you or was he more of like you saw him and hung out? No, he was like, like he became one of my best friends. Yeah. But I've always hung out with and guys. And you didn't want to make, oh, like okay. Yeah. Are you? So I grew up with boys and brothers, okay. and so like, and yeah. and you just like didn't want to make out with him. My brothers? No. <laughs> um, your no. husband, when you were friends, you didn't want to like make out with his face. Absolutely not. No. Right. No. There was nothing. But here's the question: How do you transition, sort of, but, <laughs> but in here? Because she has been best friends with guys in the past. John Hale, for example. Correct. And whenever when I would say, "Oh, you should date John Hale," I'd be like, "No, he's my best friend. There's yeah. no way that would never." Because she put him in a box. Oh. oh. So my train. question is, how did you get him? How did you readjust your mind? That's a gear switch yeah. to go from best friend to yeah. romantic. No, it was really weird. It was that's a good question. It was really weird, and it was um, because it was kind of like we. He told me he had feelings for me. I didn't have feelings for him, and I went home and cried because I was like, "What's wrong with me?" He's like the best guy I have ever met. Like, why don't I feel this way? But I just didn't. And then, so we couldn't really hang out anymore because that's awkward, mm -hmm. you know, um, and not fair. So then we didn't hang out for like three or four months. I was traveling with my second record. He was traveling with Hillsong United at the time. And then I, a, a few months passed, and I, every time something happened or I was trying to process something, he would be the person I wanted to call. Like I was like, I want to find out what he thinks about this. Like I want to. And then after a few months, I realized I can't live without him. Like. So I don't know what that means, but so I kind of went and told him that and we were like, okay, let's give it a shot. And then, yeah, within a month, it was like, okay, we're getting married. Yeah. It just changed. Was the first kiss awkward? <laughs> it was actually, no, it was, no, it was actually quite wonderful. We had just finished watching The Little Mermaid. Oh, no. <laughs> Johnny is, I've never... <laughs> 
This has never come up we before. We ask the hard-hitting <laughs> questions here. It's really hard-hitting and scrubbing in here, you know? We really get down to the nitty-gritty. How much tongue was in this kid? No, I just okay, asked if it was awkward. Tanya always no, takes it, it one step too far. I do. I always take it just like a little yeah. bit too far. Wait, so it was after Little Mermaid. Yeah, that's it. Then, we don't need to know yeah, more. That's, that's all. She was going to that's enough. More. No, that's enough. That's good. And it was and, good. But it was it like, was yeah, it, yeah. it was instantly, it instantly was like, okay. Yeah, because y'all could have kissed and it would have been like, oh, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> friends yeah. were bestest friends. Yeah. No, but it was like, okay, this is going to work. There was fire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little Mermaid does that. Just yeah. Little Mermaid does do that. <laughs> I know. When King Triton rises out of the water at the end, it's really like, wow. So that's like the move. I work on the Ryan Seacrest show, morning show, and that was his move. He would always bring girls home in high school and he would go down to the basement and they'd watch The Little Mermaid. Stop and it. That's Are you he kidding? Would, yeah. Specifically The Little Specifically Mermaid? The Little Mermaid. Okay, that's wild. Yeah, it's really weird that you said that because <laughs> that I'm, pla- actually, I'm right. actually planning a trip to Atlanta to yeah. visit like his childhood things and yeah. I was like, I need to go to the basement where Little Mermaid and like all... <laughs> oh my gosh. Apparently The Little Mermaid is the... It's the, the move. Thing. I yeah. gotta get that in my <laughs> is that in my Hulu or where can I get that? You know how they said that I Disney has like subliminal messaging yeah. in their like movies? <laughs> wow. There's a, the whole thing. There's yeah. like conspiracy about it. Wow. Kiss the girl. That's like the song. Yeah. yeah. Could be that really works. Might be wow. more simple. That's such a great story. Yeah. She's like, I'm so uncomfortable. Yeah, he's so like, I can't believe I just told you all that. He would be mortified. He's so private. Oh, that's really? right. Yeah, he'll never hear this. <laughs> never, never. Our demo never is know. all women, right? Not all. We have some men. Some. Um, can we talk about your new album? Yeah. That just came out. Well, came out today, but I listened to it at like midnight last night oh. or something, ten o'clock. But it's amazing, and. How much of a part of it? Because it's a group of people, mm-hmm. and so and you're are you you're not on every track, right? Or mm-hmm. no? So we're kind of like it's, it's, I'm in trying to explain because we're not a band. Mm-hmm. We're I would say it's more of a collective. Ooh, um, that's very like 2019, isn't it? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah, isn't I like it? That. And I guess we're modern because we've always been that. So it's like a you know we're like a so we're all from Hillsong Church, but we all live around the world because there's Hillsong churches all around the world now. So Ruben, one of our worship leaders, is in Liverpool in England. Like I'm here in California. And then there's obviously Australia, um, which is the mothership, and so and so we kind of all come together like Voltron, and and that's where these these projects come from. But yeah, it's it's so there's different worship leaders on different songs and different songwriters, and kind of and it kind of revolves because um, we have way more worship leaders and team than we have you know songs on a record, so it's uh-huh. kind of always evolving, but with the same kind of central group of people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really cool because there's Hillsong Worship, mm-hmm. Hillsong United, United, Hillsong Young, Young and Free. Free. Yeah. And multiple people are part of like multiple. So like Aiden, yes. I know Aiden. Yes. He sings, he does worship and Young and free. Yes. So it's kind of like worship is the umbrella, if you like. So every so people who are part of United and Young and Free are also part of Hillsong Worship. Okay. So Hillsong yeah. Worship is when we're all together, basically. Aww. Yeah. And Hillsong Worship has been the thing that's been around for 30 plus years now. Our church have been releasing records for over 30 years. So it's a generational thing. So it's kind of been around since long before I was around. And hopefully, if we don't screw it up, it will yeah. be around for, for a lot longer. Yeah. I think it will be. I mean, I even people who I know who didn't grow up in church or aren't even in, in the church or, you know, religious or anything, yeah. they know about Hillsong. Totally. It's just, it's 
made its mark, yeah. you know, which is really cool. Yeah. It's, it's honestly a miracle. I mean, our pastors, Brian and Bobby Houston, they started it in like a little school hall in the, in the suburbs yeah, of Sydney, Australia, you wild. know, with like, I can't remember how many people were at the first thing. So it was like 30 people. Wow. And um, it just has kind of spread all over the world. And their, um, yeah, their vision and that kind of pioneering spirit that they have and the healthy culture that they've built is kind of, yeah, resonating and taking root like everywhere. And God's just doing awesome things. So just amazing to be any kind of part of honestly pinch <laughs> pinch pinch yeah. wow. do you have a favorite song on this album that you like i know it's like oh you love all of them yeah. they're your babies but yeah. do you have one that was really like a moment of being like this is means something really special there's definitely like a few that come to mind um but but let's say for today um there's a song it's the third track but it's the second song a song called come alive um led by um, Ben Hastings, who's one of our guys. I just, I remember being in Wales. We were mixing that song in Wales a couple months ago. And I remember um, listening to one of the mixes, being in a cafe in Wales and just wanting to like tear my face off and run around the street <laughs> screaming. Cause I was like, this is, this is, I feel like this is the music that we were kind of, that we were born to make. It just, it feels like freedom and it feels like it's calling you to kind of stand up on the inside. And it just, yeah, gets me going. I love it. Thank you so much for being here I today. Know. We really appreciate you. <laughs> it's so cool to like be a fan of someone and then have them yeah. come onto the show. Like it's really, really awesome. Wow, you Thank know, you for having yeah. you. so sweet. <laughs> You're let's so just, Let's just come back and hang out sometime. <laughs> oh, we'd love that. <laughs> yeah, we would seriously. So thank awesome. you for being thank here. You. Yeah. And everybody listening, um, awake is out now. Yeah. You can get it. So Tanya left the studio to go follow them out as she, as you would expect her to do. I'm in the studio alone, literally not a single soul's in here. I'm basically doing a monologue. This is what it was like before Tanya came onto the podcast. So I'm just here talking to myself and no one's in here with me. And so uh, now we have some people and the lights are off. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know why the Mark's finally back. Tanya's back. What are you doing? I was riffing, just mon- doing a monologue by Wait, myself. Wait, why were you riffing? I was saying how Tanya was following them out like she does. <laughs> Mark left. The lights are off. This this feels like kind of what it was like before Tanya came on. I was just talking to myself, basically. Well, I always go out when you guys take the pictures because, you know. Need snacks. You need snacks. <laughs> I had some pretzels. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like you just had a little snack. I did. Thank you. Mother's Day is just around the corner, May 12th. And if you're anything like me, finding the perfect gift for your mom can be a bit of a challenge. But fear not, Macy's Gift Finder is here to save the day. My mom is the most amazing mom and deserves the best gifts. So when it comes to finding a gift that matches her style, Macy's Gift Finder is my secret weapon. From chic handbags to fabulous fragrances, they've got it all. Mom, if you're listening, spoiler alert, I'm browsing the Macy's Gift Finder for your gift. My sister is also the best mom in the world, so I want to make sure that her Mother's Day is extra special. And thanks to Macy's Gift Finder, I can easily find something thoughtful to celebrate her too. 
With Macy's Gift Finder, you can search by price, category, or even gift lists, like gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, gifts for the mom who has everything, or even gifts for grandma. Seriously, Macy's has something for every amazing mom out there. They even have top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid cameras, or the Samsung Smart TV, The Frame. Now, I'll admit, I'm usually a last-minute shopper, but with Macy's Gift Finder, I can breathe easy knowing that I'll find the perfect gift just in time for Mother's Day. No stress, no fuss, just pure gift-giving bliss. So whether you're shopping for your mom, your sister, or any special mom in your life, head over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Want to know where all the spring savings are this year? Ross, you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends. At Ross, you'll find brand names for 20 to 60% off department store prices. You're definitely finding your next favorite outfit. We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. They've got deals on dresses for days. I mean, every style for spring. Don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. That brand name handbag at this price? Of course. Deals on handbags? Yeah, hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. Ross has something for everyone. Plus, each new shopping trip means new finds. If you really love savings, head to Ross today. Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay authenticity guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. It took me a while to figure out my mom is more than the mom stuff she did for me. The laundry, cooking, and driving. She's got a whole life outside of motherhood. My mom moved to the United States of America, did not know English, learned English, rode her bike to Long Beach State to get her degree so that she could... I mean, she is literally like my hero. My shero. Shero, for sure. That's amazing. Well, this Mother's Day, give mom her flowers. She deserves the best. That's why I'm sending my mom farm fresh flowers from Books. That's short for bouquets. And we got you 25% off your entire Books purchase so that you can send some too. Here's why we love the Books company. Books is different. Their flowers are cut fresh and sourced directly from the best flower farm, so they last way longer. They even have flowers grown on the side of a volcano. Books has modern designs and unique flowers that you can't find anywhere else. Books is simple. You go online, pick a delivery date, and you're done. 
Mother's Day is May 12th. Don't miss the chance to thank your mom. Order your books now. And with 25% off, you can send some to mom, wife, aunt, and even grandma. Go to books.com and use promo code SCRUBBING for 25% off. That's B-O-U-Q-S dot com promo code SCRUBBING. Books.com promo code SCRUBBING. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Brooke's great. Love Brooke. Yeah. So she um, she writes for Hillsong, and she came in to promote their um, their new album that's out right now. They're so good. They're so. I get to another spiritual level when I'm listening to it. Me too. Part of my Tanya 3.0 is listening. Spending every morning, I listen to worship music is like my first thing that I do every day, and it has wildly helped my like just uh, your, your psyche. No, your like spirit? my spirit. Yeah, yeah, there my you spirit. Go. I have not noticed a difference because you come in here with a great spirit every single day. Oh, thank you so much. You do. You know what she does, by the way? She comes in here and we're in here in the dark. It's me and this guy, John, and sometimes Sissy needs here before Tanya. Because you sleep here? Pretty no, much. it's just very, very early. So oh. it's dark out. And so we just haven't turned the lights on because it's kind of harsh. Because oh, yeah, these, yeah. these lights are a lot. Uh-huh. So she comes in and not only does she turn the lights on, she starts flashing them up and down. She goes, hello, everybody. Good morning. <laughs> Flashing them on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off, on, off. And you guys like this. (laughs) Just so it's not so abrupt. Like I just, I flash them. So it's like, okay, the lights are coming. So you want them to have a seizure instead. Got it. Cool. Pretty much. Yeah. That's fun. I want to work with you. Yeah. One day. Every day. Every day. (laughs) Um, So we should talk about the People's Choice Awards. Let's do it, baby. What are you doing on that Sunday, the November 10th? I'm going to be on that red carpet. We are going to have live from the red carpet, as we always do, with the interviews, interacting with the fans, you know, because they're the ones who voted for they're these the awards. People. They are the people. Um, also going to be reporting for The Rundown, which airs Monday, Wednesday, Fridays on Snapchat. So that following Monday, there's going to be my whole recap of what went on. I'll be doing my own Snapchat interviews as well. Um, I do a lot that day. I mean, Aaron does the most. Like, <laughs> truly, I remember when it was like the week of the Emmys and I was freaking out for the like small little role that I had. And then I talked to Aaron while she was doing it. She was like, I'm doing this show and then I'm doing this show and then I'm doing one-on-one interviews after the show and then I'm doing the after party and then I'm doing the rundown and then I'm never sleeping. <laughs> like, oh, if you need anything, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I'll be all over that thing. There'll be some type of Snapchat installation promoting But the like rundown. the People's Choice Awards are the cutest. Like they're so us. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Like a fun color carpet and, and like, like a walk catwalk and Gwen Stefani's getting the fashion icon award. Oh, cool. I mean Yeah. The cutest. And then like, Jennifer Aniston's getting the people icon award. Mm. Yeah. As so she should. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be star studded. I can't wait to see those goddesses in person. I know. Yeah. I I know. You know I love a Gwen Stefani moment. Mm-hmm. Mm. What will she do with her hair? That's the question. It's always blonde, no? I mean, obviously, but you know, sometimes it's got like a pompadour or like oh. a, a unique curl on the side of her face or like a ponytail coming out of the side of her head. You know what? I have always said that I want blonde hair like Gwen Stefani's. Do it. No, my hairdresser won't do it. She's like, your hair is going to fall out. And I'm yeah. like, well, if Gwen Stefani can do it, why can't I? Because <laughs> you are a Tanya. I know. I'm just like not meant to have it. But I love the People's Choice Awards. Um, I will also be out there doing some fun things for the stream. So I'm super excited about that. 
Yay! And you might even be receiving another People's Choice Award. That's right, baby. Because the Scrubbing In podcast listeners truly show up in a very big way. Where will you put the second one? Uh, probably at Becca's house. The first one's been chilling at mine. Oh, yeah. We did. Remember, I wanted it to travel. You did. You should. I think we nixed that idea. <laughs> no, I get all these like excited ideas and I like come in here and I'm like, you guys, we're going to ship the thing. We're going to ship it to a listener and then ship it around the country. And then I come in here and everybody's like, uh, do we need to do that? It just ends up in a bin somewhere. Somebody yeah. forgot about. No, damaged. it's somewhere on one of her shelves. I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. No, oh, no. Well, now I was like, fine, then I'll just I'll house her right there. She's next to a Jonas Brothers guitar. Beautiful. Can I have where, it, where we win three in a row? Can I have that one? Hell, in my house? Yes. Okay, good. I like this. We should make it like a thing. Like We should own that category. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. I love it just because people get so up in arms. Like last year, they were like, oh, they didn't win. It's like, <laughs> how? How did we not? Oh, my God. We, so that's could, why be, we could be the Kelsey Grammer of podcasts. Because he won the Emmy every year for Frasier, no? Oh, he did? Yeah, yeah. we, we <laughs> all know that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's okay, happening in the season you're in right now? <laughs> He'll, we'll be the Julia Louis-Dreyfus of that podcast. Yeah, of there podcast. you go. Yeah. Except for you don't want to be the Julia Louis-Dreyfus of the 2019 Emmy. Yeah. Mm. That was sad. That's all I got. Well, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Great. I think we're just going to like stake our stake in the category and then just like... It's yours. Wedge it in there, you know? Because that's what I like. I like to say that like... We may not have millions of listeners like some of the other podcasts, but boy, do we have some loyal ones. Dedicated. Yeah, you do. Dedicated. Yeah. Like they, whenever I'm hanging out with you, they start DMing me personal questions about you. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm screenshotting them, sending them to Tanya. Like, do you want me to respond to this? <laughs> yeah. Somebody asked you what about No Post Malone. Yeah. They're like, oh, we're, we're going to need that update. I'm like, uh, uh well, I can't. I'm not authorized to, <laughs> to tell you anything. So she's going to update you on Friday. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's really good. You do have some loyal ones. I love it. Um, well, I. what else can we... I don't want you to leave. I don't want to leave. My dog is sleeping below us, and she really likes it here. She really likes it here. When are we going to do yoga again? Should we do a small group? Should we have a small group? What do you mean a small group? When should we have our No Wives Yet Club meeting? Um, There's a lot of things we, we need do, to do. We do it this weekend. Or... Sorry, you've both said it differently. Isn't it the Not Yet Wives Club? <laughs> it's Not Wives Yet Club. Okay. Oh, no, Not Yet Wives Club. That's what I thought. Yeah. It's just a club with a bunch of girls who are not wifed up yet. Because yeah. earlier she said the No Wives Club, and you just said it in a completely different way. But I just want to establish the name of the club. <laughs> the N- Not Yet Wives Club. Got it. Yeah, I still haven't attended a meeting yet. Oh, I had two. So I had... Didn't even get the invite. Yeah, sorry. They were like last minute. And it was really just like me and one other person. So it was and, a coincidence? Yeah, kind of. And like we're both single. So I just call it that. But we went downtown. Cute. Cute. Cute vibe. Do, do you guys have topics of conversation? No, but I felt like it was really like effective because I saw two guy friends that I have that I, like... Um, I wouldn't date because they've dated friends of mine. But I was like, oh my gosh, this is my friend Nikki. La la la. Like... You know, so I feel wow. like we really accomplished something. Yeah. I like it. Downtown. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm not yet, yet a wife, so I will be there. Next yeah. Time. But like what you do is like you can help facilitate. Yes. Like, you know, calling in the one. Mm-hmm. Cute. 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 Is that a sound effect or, or is That's that a, a real sound person? Effect. That's oh. a, we have these Tanya drops that give me endless joy and it kind of annoy Tanya, but the listeners <sighs> seem to really enjoy them. Cute. I really enjoyed that. Is that your voice? Yeah. Cute. Whoa. 
You sound good as a sound effect girl. Here's, Thank an, you here's, so an, much. here's another one. It's so good. That's a real Tanya moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's so good. She says that after yoga too. <laughs> I do really enjoy that place. Yeah. I'm really excited. Actually, it's really funny because my coworker Sierra has been trying to get me to do that exact yoga class with her for maybe two years now. And she's like, oh, now Aaron told you to go to <laughs> yoga and now you just go to yoga all the time. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, Aaron's going to co-host the podcast with me. And she's like, oh, Aaron, huh? I was like, I'm really sorry, Sierra. Sierra. I want to, I'll do yoga with you, Sierra. She loves you. She is. She's like, I think I would like Aaron. I was like, I think you would too. I think I like Sierra. But there's like a sick part of me that likes when my friends get territorial. Yeah, I know. Like, I wish Becca, I literally like dream of the day that Becca is like, oh, you're going to yoga with Aaron, huh? <laughs> but she's like genuinely happy for you. Like she would never, that would like less. never, she could care less. Not happy for her, not sad for her. Like, oh, great. Tanya's <laughs> going to yoga with Aaron. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing would make me happier. Oh my gosh. That I'll never see the day. Well, you know what? That's good. That's a good friend. But what I'm really serious about is I feel like we should do a small group. Yeah, let's do a small group. I think it could be really cute. Yeah, you give me the time and place. Cute. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It'll be cute. Okay, cool. Um, okay, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. Um, and make sure everybody uh, love on Aaron Lim. Um, what's your Instagram handle? At Aaron Lim Official. That is L I M M as in Mike. Official. <laughs> Aaron Lim Official. And catch her on um, Ease the Rundown, which is on Snapchat Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and. Uh, every other show <laughs> every um, other show that's on E I'll probably be there whether it's Daily Pop in the morning or it's E News in the evening yep and um, at the People's Choice Awards yes which are November 10th um, watch the show watch the stream watch the live from the red carpet just like basically just have it on all day on November 10th because what a beautiful day yeah and Tanya will be there learning brand new words <laughs> so many new words. Thank you so much for being here. I love you so much. Thank you for having me. I love you. And I love you, podcaster, scrubbers. That's right. Scrubbers. Scrub sisters. I love you guys, scrub sisters. Um, catch you guys later. Bye. Bye. Well, when it comes to meat, quality matters. Believe me. But there's more to it than texture and taste. So if I'm going to eat meat, it's important for me that it's high quality, humanely raised meat, and it's better for me and it's better for the environment. Um, it's hard to find 100% grass-fed finished beef, uh, free-range organic chicken, heritage breed pork, or wild-caught Alaskan salmon at the grocery store. And if you do find it, it's expensive and the selection is very limited. Well, luckily, there's ButcherBox. ButcherBox believes that everybody deserves high-quality, humanely sourced meat. It is so easy to order, and it comes right to your door. So you'll never be without something to cook for dinner because there's always meat in the freezer. One less trip to the grocery store and a better, more affordable selection, too. All meat is free of antibiotics, which I love, um, and added hormones, which is so gross. Um, each box has enough meat for 24 individual meals. It's packed fresh, and it's shipped frozen and vacuum sealed, so it stays that way. Um, and you can customize your box or just go with one of theirs. So with ButcherBox, you get the highest quality meat around for just $6 a meal. And they even have free shipping nationwide. So with Thanksgiving right around the corner, now is the perfect time to give ButcherBox a try. You can sign up today and get a free turkey. Whoa. 
That's major. Plus $20 off of your first box. Just go to butcherbox.com slash scrubbing, or you can enter our code scrubbing at checkout. That's butcherbox.com slash scrubbing, or you can enter promo code scrubbing at checkout for a free turkey and $20 off of your first box. Again, that's butcherbox.com slash scrubbing. How much do we love Erin Lim? She is great. I know. And she, as she was leaving, I was like, there was a, ve- a couple other topics that I didn't get to because we have new people moving into our apartment complex that we haven't seen yet. So mm-hmm. I wanted to like scout them out mm-hmm. and we didn't talk about like our landlords and how my landlord tries oh, to fill yeah, the spots right. with single you, men. You were talking about that off the air mm-hmm. and I said, save it for air. And then we never got to and it. And then we never got to it. It's just an embarrassment to Your riches. landlord tries, to, hook, tries <laughs> to fill the place with single men yeah. for you. Yeah. That's kind of great. So great. Although... <laughs> She has not successfully done that yet. There's not one single man that lives in my apartment complex. But you know what? It's the heart that matters behind it. it. Yeah. And I'm actually really sad that she didn't notice my piercing because it's like facing her. Nobody's mentioned my new piercing. No, I think. Is that not like. It looks very nice. (laughs) (laughs) Extra ear piercings are hard to notice, I think. No one's going to notice that. I don't think so. Like if you had your eyebrow pierced, I'd be like, oh. You got your eyebrow pierced, but you just have, you have more piercings on your ears. Turn to the, yeah. Your, your hair yeah, is covering never, it a lot of the time, too. I would never notice that. Oh. Um, it's more for me, then. Do you want to hear an email? Yeah. This is a sweet one from Scott. I was listening to the podcast from the voting party and wanted to share how proud I am to be one of the very few men that listen. Wow. Sorry, he said very, very few men that listen, which is accurate. Yeah. My girlfriend got me hooked before we actually started dating. She's a Tanya, and I'm an Easton. All <laughs> men should listen because it gives a great insight to what women are thinking about when it comes to life and dating. That is a rave review. That Thank you, nice. Scott. Yeah. I'm a little angel muffin. Scott's a sensitive man. Scott's going to be a great catch for that girlfriend or whoever else if that doesn't work out. But Scott's a guy that you want to land. Yeah. I wish that we, I wish we knew a little more about Scott. Like, I wish I knew his Zodiac sign. I, I think, I think I know, Scott, I think has DM'd me. And if it's the same Scott I'm thinking of, he and his girlfriend went to the uh, Cheesecake Factory in the Easton Town Center in Columbus, Ohio. Wow. I was like, where's and, the Easton Town Center? Uh, I, I love that mall because I just search tweets for Easton smells and it's usually about the Easton Town Center. Stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll retweet them. It's just very fun. But um, that was exciting to see a, a picture of the Cheesecake Factory with my name right in it. That's a double whammy because you yeah. love the Cheesecake I sure do. And so I, I think it's the same Scott. And if so, you're the coolest. Wait, we love a Scott. We love Scott. Can you ask him? Can you DM him back and find out what his Zodiac sign is? I'm just curious. I would be more than happy yeah, to. Do okay, it right. Cool. See if we can get it by the end of the show. But predict it. What do you think he is? I think he's a cancer. He does seem very cancery. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I don't want to write checks. My ass can't cash. My phone is updating right now. I don't think I'll be able to. Oh, do that. Nice. I just set it to update. Deep tease for next week. Yeah. Are you just getting thirteen at this point, or thirteen point three, or whatever? Oh, point it is three. Now. I want to get those bug fixes. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, this is from Erica. This is actual advice that she's requesting. Okay. I'm in a three-year relationship with the love of my life. Cute. I'm graduating with my master's degree and finishing school in December. My boyfriend recently graduated and got his first adulting job, but was laid off. It's been two months. He still has yet to find another job or even have the motivation to look for one. I'm struggling with being a girlfriend and being his caregiver. It also worries me for the future because I want to invest my time and energy into someone who is just as motivated as I am. He's 23. I'm 24. We don't live together, but we're planning on finding an apartment within the next year or two. The sacrifices I'm making are starting to take a toll on me. 
I truly want the best for this man and love him dearly, but it worries me for our future. Mm. That so noise kinda, is not a good noise. Well, she feels like she's mothering him a little she's, bit. Yes. Mm-hmm. I don't love that. I don't love it either. Plus, he's 23. Well, age is relative. It is, but I feel like 23-year-old guys are still looking for someone to mother them a little bit. They're not quite to the level of maturity that is going to get them off the couch and get them looking for a job. What age does that happen? We've talked about this before. I think a guy is fully kicks in. Everything fully kicks in for a guy at 33. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I was going to say 25 or 26, but 33, I, I got your, time still. Your 20s are an excuse to screw around. They really are. They're an excuse to date a lot of people, play a lot of video games. I got my whole life ahead of me, blah, 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 blah. When you hit 30, you're in denial about turning 30. 33 is when you realize, oh crap, I'm heading into my mid-30s. I need to get my ish together. Interesting thought. <laughs> so... I think this guy's a little immature. That's my concern. Yeah. I just think, because I can do this a lot. Uh, I tend to be very motherly and nurturing, just like as in general. And I can do that a lot with the men that I'm dating. And I I loathe it. Mm. I don't like it. Um, I, I don't know what to tell her. I mean, I was 23. I was out of work. I got fired from uh, WMMM, Madison, Wisconsin. In uh, 94, yeah, I was 23. So uh, I was out for eight months, and it was a miserable eight months. It was every day trying to figure out what I could do to get some money coming in and get a job. But see, there's that's the difference. It's like, what can I do to like to to keep going? Yeah, I think that there's a big difference because I was actually just having this conversation with somebody about um, like pay discrepancy like could you date somebody that makes less money than you and like all of these things and to me it's not about money it's about drive mm-hmm. so if i'm dating somebody and he doesn't have a job but he has a dream and he's working towards that that to me is so much sexier than a man that makes like five million dollars absolutely so i think it's it, if, if what i'm interpreting her email to say is that he doesn't really have much drive at the moment you can't change that if 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 I'm reading the email wrong and he's just out of a job and he's trying, I'd say maybe give it a beat. Or even have the motivation to look for a new one. Yeah. I don't relate to that. Yeah. I don't relate to two months and not even looking for something else. Me either. Sorry, Erica. <laughs> we don't have a high. But the good news yeah, is, is that you're 24 helped. and... Three years is a great time. You learned a lot from this man. But what does she do? She just dumps him? Keeps its sons. <laughs> Keep it sons and move forward. The love of my life, she calls him. Oh. I love him dearly, but it worries me for our future. We are also worried for your future. We are worried for your future. And love of your life? Maybe not. Maybe not. You don't know that. Maybe not. That's, there have been plenty of 23-year-old loves of someone's life that turned out to not to be that. Let me tell you how many loves of my life I've had. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, truthfully, only two. You've had two loves of your life. That I thought were like, oh my gosh, you're the one. I know of one, obviously. Yes. Does, was the other one before or after him? Before. Okay. So you've had two guys you thought, this is it. By the way, this is the difference between boys and girls. Girls go to the love of my life very quickly. The question for you, Erica, are you the love of his life? Yeah. Because. But how do you know that? If he's not even going out to find a job, he might also not be thinking, this girl is the love of my life. Yeah. He might not. Yeah. 
Yeah, you might be right. Because when I was that age, similar, I, I, I needed to get a job, but relationships, I, there was no loves of my life because I was too young to have that mm-hmm. in my mind. Right. So. Dark. Dark. Sorry, Erica. <laughs> Nothing, no good news there. But no, it is good news because it's not happening. It's not, oh, why is this happening to me? It's what, what am I learning from this? Exactly. And you're learning a lot. Hey, do you know who's on your show next week? Who? Gary Gennetti. That is fantastic timing because I just got his book in the mail. Oh, excellent. Do you have the title of the book? It's called, Do You Mind If I Cancel? No, that's that's great. (laughs) It's about, I I think it's about his life as a recluse. (laughs) That's it. I think, I think I use it correctly. I think so. I've heard recluse, but maybe recluse is also good, but you use, yes, correctly. Both are acceptable. Okay, great. Uh, It's a series of essays. Do you mind if I cancel? Things that still annoy me. That'll be good. It'll be good. Well, also because he's like Brad's husband. Well, that's great too. Yeah. Yeah. And Becca will be back next week? I believe so. Yeah. Nobody knows around here, so let's just (laughs) keep our fingers crossed. I do know that she has some traveling coming up, Mm. but I think she'll be here for the next one. That would be great. It's a one hour a week commitment. (laughs) Try to make that happen if you can. <laughs> Easy for us to say because we have Monday through Friday jobs. Understood. We do a lot of these podcasts around here. And oh. the one hour a week commitment seems to be a lot for some of these people. Oh, really? So this is a more, okay. <laughs> so yeah, it is just me kind of venting. <laughs> yeah, okay. Time. I'm like, this is not about Becca. This is a larger issue that I feel exactly. here. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Oh, I did want to thank everybody about uh, reaching out and sending me Mia's Instagram. We are in touch. And she said she's down to come on the podcast. She just lives in Nashville. so And she doesn't come to L.A. often. Mm. So we'll just have to figure it out when she comes here next. But really happy to have her. And um, for everybody that was asking me about that Tanya 3.0 sheet, um, Sierra did put that up on on the website, honorwithryan.com today. So, um, so you guys can go get it there. Fill it out. Cross out my name. Put yours. It's a PDF. You can just download it. Download it. Print it out and put your goals. Set your Fantastic. own. Fantastic. Totally. We can do this together. Love it. Love it. Oh. <laughs> it just happened so fast. I'm like not ready. It's well, like. You gotta give it. 11.55. You didn't say time of death. No, oh, time of death. 11.55. Out of practice. Mm-hmm. Yikes. Presented by 21 Seeds. Hey, you know how we're always trying to keep our girls' nights exciting with new cocktails? Uh, yeah. Well, here's something that's going to flip the 21 Seeds infused tequila. Wait, you already know? Of course. 21 Seeds is an award-winning tequila infused with juice from real fruit. Yeah, so you only need two or three ingredients to make the perfect cocktail. But did you know that 21 Seeds is founded by two sisters and their friend? Sounds like there's a good story behind that for sure. So listen, if you love tequila, you have to try 21 seeds infused tequila enjoy responsibly 21 seeds diageo new york new york want to know where all the spring savings are this year ross you'll find huge deals on all of the latest spring trends yes at ross you'll find brand names for 20 to 60 percent off department store prices you're definitely finding your next favorite outfit We're talking about savings on your favorite shirts and tops. And it's spring, so you know Ross has savings on sundresses. And don't forget the sandals. From slides to wedges, find brand name sandals for less. Ross always has those for the low. And there's always a reason for a new purse at this price. Deals on handbags? Yeah. Hold my purse. Seriously, just visit your nearest Ross and see for yourself. 
Believe me, your wallet will thank you. So what are you waiting for? Say yes for less at Ross. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps get them through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the Worldwide Association of Specialty Programs and Schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us. It was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.